We want to thank you for joining us at Cowboy Junction Church today. As you hear this message, we pray that your faith will grow and you'll be both encouraged and challenged. If you enjoy what's happening at Cowboy Junction, it would really help us out if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share this online. You can also help us reach others by partnering with us financially. You can easily give a one-time gift or set up a recurring gift at cowboyjunctionchurch.com backslash give. We hope you enjoy this message. If you don't remember me, I'm your pastor. I am so glad to be back. I'm sitting down so I can keep my energy high, but I am so pumped to be here today. Holy moly, what a wild 30 days it has been. Monday, I get out of quarantine, so everybody that's panicking right now, like, hey, they're shooting a video and ties in quarantine. Please, everybody's like 20 yards away right now. I'm up here all by myself. I'm basically running this whole thing by myself right now, pretty much, so just to save lives, you know how it is. But with that, I just want you to know that everybody's safe, but on Monday, I get out of quarantine, and it'll be 40 days since I've kissed my wife. Whew, I'm looking forward to that day. It's going to be a great day. Hey, we've had some exciting things happen at Cowboy Junction, and first of all, I just want to brag on the staff. Way to go, Cowboy Junction staff. You're absolutely amazing, and I just love you guys. You're so incredible. And while I was gone, oh my gosh, what a time for me to be gone, we had the end-of-the-year offering at Cowboy Junction Church. Would you like to know how the the end-of-the-year offering turned out? Well, there's about three things I have to share with you because it's more than just the, uh, the last two weekends Uh, offerings that came in and it trickled in and it came in it was so wonderful what an incredible year so there's a lot of other things to it let me show you real quick as far as the end of the year offering and how the last two weekends have worked out this is the amount of money that came in from our end of the year offering two hundred and forty five thousand six hundred and ninety seven dollars That is pretty amazing when you think about it. That's incredible. Now, I mentioned some other numbers. Okay, so what you have to know is that it's it's more than just the end of the year offering. This is where we organize and we come together and everybody does what God's told them to do. Because if we all do what we're supposed to be doing, then we'll all be doing what we're supposed to be doing. But a fun thing happens throughout the year. People put in their their online giving uh, in various ways donations that just kind of uh, get deposited throughout the months throughout the year okay that was that's something we called our scheduled monthly building giving so not only was two hundred forty five thousand six hundred ninety seven thousand six hundred ninety seven dollars did it come in but we also saw throughout the year one hundred and eighty five thousand dollars come in just throughout the different months and people giving that's pretty exciting huh But I have one more number to share with you. This number is something that we as a staff and and, and leadership, we budget for. We call it our scheduled budgeting for building. And basically what it comes down to is we watch our our, our nickels and our dimes and, and we become very good stewards of the finances that come into Cowboy Junction. We pay our bills and then we put stuff back. And at the end of the year, we put what we put back we include in our end-of-the-year offering. Would you like to know how much we were able to put back this year that was above our spending? It was $350,000. Now, when you take all three of those numbers and combine them together for the 2020 end-of-the-year total giving towards the building project, it turns into 
$780,697. That is amazing. In one year, this amount has come in. In all the ways that God uses leadership and people and giving, and he turns little things into big things, and when you combine it all together, we get to see a miracle like this. Folks, it's not going to be long before we have this building completely paid off, and we get to see the kingdom of God expand, not just in our building, but in other things that we want to do too with this end-of-the-year total giving. So, I get to share with you that. How exciting, and what a testimony What an amazing testimony that while I was gone, you guys still stepped forward and did exactly what God called you to do. Well done, Cowboy Junction Church. Jesus, you're awesome. So with that, I think we should say a thank you to Jesus. I think we should give him honor and praise and glory for directing us in real difficult times. And then from there, we're going to jump right into the message. If you've got your Bibles, you can go to 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to pray. This message is really important today. And I think to stir up some faith and encouragement to see what God did in difficult times is important because we're going to dive into another difficult time that the church found themselves in and Peter was leading them through. So would you join me in prayer and let's pray. Father, today we just want to stop and we want to first and foremost give you praise, honor, and glory. What a year 2020 has been. But even going through an end-of-the-year offering You did an amazing work through your people for your kingdom. Today, Father, we want to celebrate you, that you have never left the righteous. You have never forsaken us, and you have stood with us. And today, Father, we have seen the miracle take place in my health, and we have seen the miracle take place in our building into the year. We've seen people that that are right now who are being healed of COVID and and, and we are believing you in every possible way, but you have never forsaken us. You have never left us. And so we want to say thank you for being a great, great father. I pray for today's message, that this word goes deep into our hearts. And every one of us would lean forward today to listen closely to what you have to say. Anoint me as I speak. I'm so glad to be back. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. First Peter. Chapter 1, verse 1. Let me start off by reading this. It says this. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect exiles. That's very important. We're going to get to that in a minute. Scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, uh, Cappadocia, Asia, and, and Bithynia. This is an introduction, but it's something that you can't skip over. Uh, it's actually the introduction of what the, I guess, the temperature is like in the days of the church back then. Peter, Peter, who's just a hot mess, Peter, who's just all over the place in his leadership, has finally come down to everything Jesus said he would and could be. He is being the rock. He is being the leader of the church. And Peter is writing a letter to a group of people who are being scattered all throughout Turkey. Okay, He uses two words here. And these two words are very important. He uses the words, to the elect and the exiles. To the elect and the exiles. These two words seem polar opposite. To the elect, it seems like to the special ones, the ones that are chosen, the ones that have a calling on their life. But exiles is a little bit different. It means you've been pushed out, shoved out. 
It means that you are almost like a refugee. You are exiled from your home. To be an elect exile almost seems counterintuitive, but it's, it's very important that we lean in in this moment. And, and it has a lot to do with where you are at. Okay, let me explain. We have the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire has, it's this it's powerhouse. It's the world's largest army. It's the world's largest economy. It's the world's uh, most uh, biggest um, collapse, too. Um, everything's right, but everything's wrong. Rome is going through this complete collapse because it's gotten so big, it's too big. And what we find is, is that the Roman Empire, in its collapse, is taking it out on the Christians. The Roman Empire are, is blaming them for their fall. The Roman Empire is blaming them and their morals and their characters and the things that they stand for as something that is causing the demise of the Roman Empire. And so everything about Christians that make a community better is actually something the Roman Empire is not recognizing, and they're taking it out on the Christians. Now, why is that such a big deal for today's message? Come on. Do we not feel like the same way in America right now? Does it not feel like America is the economy powerhouse in the world? Largest army. But there is a collapse that is taking place. And the things that make Christians great for America is the very thing that we're not valued for anymore. We love life. But the fact that we love life isn't valued anymore. The fact that we love truth. The fact that we love people, the fact that we love, period, is not valued anymore. And we are looked down upon. And this is where sometimes we can look and say, God, how in the world can I be who you want me to be in a world who doesn't value you at work in me? Peter addresses this when it comes to the church at the time. And he specifically addresses the uh, elect exiles. Peter turns and says basically this. What we talk about in this circle is not what they talk about in the world that we live in. And Peter says we can't quit talking, though, about our faith and our hope in glory and our hope in the Father. Even though the world doesn't want to talk about these things, we as believers can't quit talking about it. So, today my message, and it's going to be sweet, and it's going to be short, I want to talk to every person who feels the strain and the push from the world around us to get us to think like them, to get us to want what they want. Instead of us focusing on who our Lord Jesus is and wanting his kingdom to come and wanting his will to be done. And that's what Peter begins to stir up inside of us. In fact, let me, let me read you what Peter says next. Peter says this. To all of these exiles, these select exiles who have been chosen according to the knowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus and sprinkled with his blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance. 
This is the beginning of Peter's pump up. And he begins to talk about the grace and the peace that is available in abundance, even in a difficult world, to go be who God has called us to be. This can get a little wordy. So I broke this down into four things. The first thing you have to understand about what Peter's saying is this. You have been chosen before by God the Father. You have been chosen before all things. God knew you would be here. God knew the situations you'd be going through. God knew the, the collapse and God knew the failures. God knew the, the talking heads. God knew the, uh, all the issues that we're going through right now and trying to learn how to live for God in such a strange world. You have to understand you have been chosen before by God the Father. In fact, I want you to say that real quick. I have been chosen. I have been chosen. And now add to this. I have been chosen for a such a time as this moment. You were meant to be here for God's glory during this time on earth. Peter says something else. He says this. The Holy Spirit has done a new you in you. And Peter says, don't go back to old ways. Think about who you are in Christ Jesus and now go be that person. Let me just stir everybody's faith right now. Has the Holy Spirit not stirred your heart to believe God for more of what your life can do? Lean into that. The Holy Spirit has done a new you in you. And then Peter says something else. He says this. You know the power of Jesus' blood, don't you? Don't you know the power of Jesus' blood that rescued you, saved you, redeemed you, turned your life around? You know the power of Jesus' blood. Now, be obedient to him. Listen closely. Be wise. Be who God's called you to be. But then the last and final thing he says in all this, he says, grace and peace be yours in abundance. Even in a world full of chaos, grace and peace can be yours. Even in a world full of confusion, grace and peace can be yours. Even in a time of not knowing what the next day is going to be like, or the next year, or maybe even what your retirement may look like, or your house, or your business, or your job, stop. Grace and peace be yours in abundance, which means that God will never leave you nor forsake you. And for us to lean into this is a very, very important thing. Peter goes on, and the very next thing he brings up is this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope. The reason why I want to point this out is because in all the promises that God gives us, it's his abundant mercy. It's not your abundant working ability. It's not your abundant positive attitude. It's not your abundant, I've got all that I ever need and I can take care of myself. For us to really lean into faith and to see God do what only he can do in the times that we live in right now, it's his abundant mercy that has begotten us again into a, and I love this part, a living hope. A living, breathing recognizable, light-shining hope in a dark world where others would say, what's the point? And they look at your life and they see a living hope 
in you by the God that you serve in his abundant mercy through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And honestly, you can preach an Easter message right here. Because if you remember, go back to our Easter message, we talked about it was the resurrection that was the testimony to everyone that Jesus was who he said he was. The resurrection is the life that lives in you because you believe in him. So with that, um, a couple things. I think you should continue to read it. In, in verse 10, it says that, um, oh, you know what? Uh, real quick, real quick, I want to just say, uh, do you find yourself drawing closer to Jesus even when things get harder? And I find that too, that even when things get harder, my faith causes me to lean into Jesus. And at the same time, isn't it funny, the more I lean into Jesus, the less I am connected to things of this earth. If you recognize the same thing, don't push back from that. It's actually a separation taking place of things that really matter and things that don't really matter. And, and that's kind of what we see in what Peter's teaching here. We're going to go on. In verse 6, it says this, and this is very important. I love this. In this, you greatly rejoice now for a little while. If, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Various trials. One of the things about our faith and what it tells us about our faith is that we can actually grow in our faith in good times, but we can really grow in our faith in various trial times. Don't miss the opportunity of what God wants to do in you, even in various trials. We're all going through them. Every form, every fashion, what various trials could you be going through, and could it actually be something to rejoice about? Verse 7 that the genuineness of your faith, because of the various trials, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know what various trials do? They cause us to really lean into the things that are the most important. It's amazing when it feels like the ship's sinking, what gets tossed overboard, and what gets held on to. Um, I think one of the things that I'm seeing, and we're seeing a lot in our church, is flashy church is a thing of the past. And I really want you to understand that. We are in some of the most difficult times our church has ever been through in the fact that people need help like never before. Flashy church, fun church, the kind of church that makes you just want to, uh, I guess, crank up the electrical bill and, 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 and strobe light and all these things. We've had those times in our life. But as a church, I'm going to turn to you and just say, I think those days, it's going to be a while before we get back to the um, flashy church that maybe we were leaning into a little bit. In fact, let me just kind of tell you what's on my heart as a pastor. I think the days of get on your knees, church, is here. Yeah. Talking to you to a camera, knowing that you're in your living room right now, I think getting on your knees, church, is the church that God is calling for right now. I think calling out to God and praying 
for your family and your community and your, your, the world you live in and your friends and your neighbors and your husband and your wife and your kids to call out to God in prayer like you've never called out before. That kind of church is what God is calling for right now. To where all of a sudden everything gets thrown out of the boat except the things that matter the most. Uh, the other day at Iron Man, we were discussing fasting and the importance of understanding what fasting does is it kills the flesh, but it causes the spirit to come alive. Several gentlemen spoke up and said, you know, I, I take one day a week and, and, and pray and fast. And honestly, fasting and seeking God with a hunger, those days are here. And, and, and having a relationship with Holy Spirit, folks, to where you can go to your prayer closet, your prayer time, your truck, and you can allow Holy Spirit to pray the deep groaning prayers that stir up the things of God inside of you. Folks, let me just tell you, we are in a trial time as a church, but it's the people of God who lean in and become the people that God wants to be, to be the on-the-knees church, to seek God church, to pray church, to fast church, to lean into the Holy Spirit church, to know his word church. Thou, these are the people that are going to find the mercies and joy and purpose that God has for you and your family during this time. Don't miss this. That's what Peter's trying to get to us. I think traditions... Traditions are fun, but I want to chase Jesus more than traditions. I think money, money pays the bills. And, and, and let's just face it, even Jesus says, uh, give me this day my daily bread. But honestly, if we don't have the bread of life before our daily bread, what do we have? Only hunger, because we'll only hunger again. I, I, I think that we put our faith in Jesus and we turn and we allow him to do the works that he can only do in our life. Recently, uh, and I'm going to wrap this up, I, I was in the hospital. And, and, and you guys were amazing. Uh, seeing you pray for me, seeing, hearing you pray for me. I was actually on a phone call with Heather while she allowed me to listen to a Zoom call of a group of people who, had, who had just came together during their lunchtime to pray for me. And in my hospital room, I couldn't hold back the tears. And, and it, 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 was, it was such an amazing moment in my life to see people bombard heaven with requests for their pastor. And can I say something that I, I know that could be really ridiculed and some people would judge it and they won't like what I have to say but I want you to hear my heart, and some of you are going to hear my heart on this. And I've thought about this, and I want you to hear what I have to say. Me being in the hospital could have been one of the greatest things that ever happened in my life. In all seriousness. Was it a burden? Absolutely. Did it put a pressure on our church? Yes. Did it put a pressure on my family? You bet. But I wouldn't go back and change anything in the world because during my trial, something happened in me that caused me to see the hand of God that I haven't seen in a long, long time. And that child caused me to lean into God. There were nights that I couldn't go to sleep, and so I prayed all night long. There were things that God revealed to my heart that I don't believe he could. I would have listened to him on if it wasn't that pressure moment of being sick and having nothing but God to rescue me. Um, I had a conversation with my mom several months ago 
about, she said, do you realize there's an army praying for you? And I said, Mom, there's not an army praying for me. I've got five or six women that I love dearly that pray for me. And she, and she got after me. This was months ago. And she said, there's people praying for you, Ty. And I said, Mom, let me just tell you, as a pastor, sometimes you're kind of in this. It's you and Jesus and your wife. you got a great staff. But, Mom, I don't have an army praying for me. Let me just tell you, it took me getting sick in the hospital to see the army of God rise up and pray for their pastor. I was blown away. And you're going to go through a trial too. And 2021, it may be better than 2020. I have no clue. But where you're at right now, I want to turn to you and say there is a living hope available through the resurrection of Jesus. But we have got to be the kind of people that even in trials lean into who we are in Christ Jesus. Come on. Church, it's time to rise up. It's time to stir faith, and it's time to be who God has called us to be. Woo! Come on. I'm going to wrap this up. And for the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about one thing that I truly believe is the most important thing of where we are as a church right now. And Peter wraps up 1 Peter chapter 1 with these words. He says, now gird up the loins of your mind. It's time to get serious. Be sober and rest in your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, don't go back and be fearful you. Don't go back and be scared you. Don't go back and be timid you as in your ignorance. And he goes on, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in your conduct because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And I believe that God is going to rise our church up to be who he's called us to be. And in it, I want to turn to you and ask you to allow a shift to take place in our church. And the shift that's going to take place to be the people that God's called us to be is found in verse 22. It says this, since you have purified your soul in obeying the truth through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Okay, so let me tell you, Cowboy Junction, what our church is going to look like for the next several weeks. We've been looking at Peter. We've been talking about all these important things. But for the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at who's your neighbor, okay? Who's your neighbor? And to answer this question, first off, we've made a decision as a church that for the next several weeks, we're going to go online campus only. And the reason why is so that we can focus less on doing a church service and focus more on who's our neighbor. Our neighbors need help right now. And for us to be able to lean in and find out where the needs are, how do we meet those needs, how do we help people, how do we see the, uh, the abundant joy of our Father come out of us into our community to be a light, these are the things that our community needs right now. Flashy church, all these things, we love church. We love getting together. And we'll make you a promise. The promise is, is that when it comes to Christmas, Thanksgiving, all of these things, 
we're going to get together as a church and do some, some fun stuff. Maybe some concerts and you sit in your car. We, we'll get together. We don't want to forsake the gathering of the, of the brethren, but our community. Our community needs good neighbors right now. So I'm going to turn to you as a church, and I'm going to ask you a few things that the staff has requested we get some volunteers on. Okay? Here's, here's what they are. First of all, we need to start thinking about every person who tests positive for COVID or quite possibly has been put in a position of losing a job, um, kids sitting at home because of school, all of these things, whatever the need is, how can we get them a basket of food to help out? We need your help with this. We began to talk as a staff about praying with people, whether on the phone or you know what happened the other day? Our worship team and, and some of our pastors went to somebody's home who had COVID and simply played praise and worship songs in the front yard while the person who was sick stayed inside and worshiped God and then we were able to pray over them. We sat down as a staff the other day on a Zoom staff meeting and the the juices just begin to flow about how we could be a blessing to our neighbor. Would you like to join in? Let me tell you some other ways you could help out. Food distribution, um, delivering baskets. Do you know that right now, from Tatum all the way to Jowl, Cowboy Junction is providing hamburger meat at many, 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 many different uh, organizations that is, has food available for someone. But if you're sick or you can't get out, how are you going to go get these baskets? So we as a church are going to start delivering these baskets. We need your help to just simply show up, grab the baskets, take them to somebody's front door, ring the doorbell, and go to the next house. Would you like to help? Be a good neighbor? Let's do it. Let's go be that abundant joy, that abundant blessing that God's called us to. Maybe you're sick. Well, I'm going to introduce you to our website, okay? If you're sick and you're watching this and you go, I need help, here's what you do. Go to cowboyjunctionchurch.com backslash care and just register, sign up, tell us what you need, and Cowboy Junction is going to get into contact with you to be able to help. Now, for everybody you go, I'm fine, everything's great, then share this with somebody. Put it on Instagram, put it on Twitter, put it on Facebook, shoot a video, let all your friends know, listen folks, our church would love to help you. And if you need help, would you just simply go to cowboyjunctionchurch.com backslash care and our church would love to help. I feel like, we feel like as a church, let's take a break from what we know as a weekend service right now and let's lean into being a blessing to our neighbors in the community we live in. Um, last and final. After today's message, I hope something stirred inside of you. I hope something stirred in you to get on your knees before God and light, let your light shine. I hope something stirred inside of you to allow his word to come alive inside of you to read, to study, to seek God with all of your heart, to, to be able to be a blessing in this community. But in it, here's something that I've been praying for as your pastor for you, that we would simply walk with our eyes open. That sounds so simple, and it is. 
But remember a couple weeks ago we talked about bless. Just being blessed. Walking in blessings. B-L-E-S-S. To begin with prayer, to listen, to eat, to serve, and then to, what was the last one? To share your story. Well, you can't eat with people anymore. But what if you just began with prayer? Listened around, saw opportunities to serve people, and then the story of Jesus comes alive by the faith that you're living in him. What if? So today's message is the kickoff for the next several weeks as we ask a very important question. Who's your neighbor? And how do we see the light shine in us for the neighbors that we have around us? I'm going to pray. And I'm going to hand it over to Jeff. And I, I know Jeff's going to close this and he's going to do great. He's got some things that he wants to explain to you. But as your pastor, would you just agree with me right now? Right here in your home, would you just bow your head? You may want to pull your kids in tight. Kiddos, listen, we're going to pray that you're even a blessing, that you would see needs around you, that you would see opportunities to encourage, opportunities to tell people about God's plan for their life. Parents, that what an awesome opportunity during trials and tribulation that we're going through for your kids to see the living Jesus at work in your home. So right now in our homes, Father God, we come to you. And Father, we have seen your miracle power. We have seen your ability. We have seen your glory. And today, Father, I pray that you would stir something up inside of our church to lean into you. That our hunger and our desire for the holiness and righteousness of God to stir up inside of us to then be the people that you've called us to be. May we be a hungry church. May we be a church that wants to see you, Holy Spirit, come alive in our community. From Tatum to Jow, from Seminole, Denver City to Carlsbad. Father, we pray that you would stir us, that we would not walk in fear, but we would walk in faith. I pray, Father, that we would starve fear, that we would starve everything that is not you, and that we would feed faith in our life. Father, today I pray that you would open our eyes to see the things that you see so that we, we, then we can be the people that you have called us to be. Give us the provision to then go into our community and be a blessing as we find who our neighbor is. We love you. We trust you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I am very honored and blessed to get to be your pastor. I want to say thanks again for uh, your patience and kindness through the, the last 30, 40 days. And um, I can't wait to see what God does in our church in the next several weeks. As we call a time out to, online, to service like we know, but we call a great big thank you, Jesus. Show us what to do in being the church in our community. I'm going to hand it over to Jeff. Before I do, I want you to know I love you. Jesus loves you. Don't you ever forget it. Um, you guys have a great week in the Lord. See you later. What an incredible message about the living hope that we have in Jesus. We know that God has called the church to be 
the church in our community, in our jobs, every place that we go. And we want to partner with you, and we're asking you to partner with us as we help be the hands and feet of Jesus. And what we know is people don't care what you know till they know how much you care. If you happen to be watching today and you just jumped on, you've never been a part of Cowboy Junction, and right now you are hurting. You're like, man, I need some help. I, I have COVID, or I lost my job, or I, I don't have money for food. Uh, we need some food. Would you do us a favor? We want to help you. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And if you need help, you can go to our website, cowboyjunctionchurch.com care, or you can text care to the number 97,000, okay? So if you want to do that, we would love to partner with you, help you be the hands and feet of Jesus. We also want to let you know that uh, while you're watching, we would love it if you would uh, tag us in all of your pictures and just let us know how you're still being a part of the church. We know that God isn't just about being in the building, but he's about people and uh, and people are everywhere. And so uh, if you would like to get involved in helping, you might be saying, look, I, I don't need help, but I want to help. You can go to that same website, cowboyjunctionchurch.com care. I uh, also want to let you know if you are home folk and you're part of Cowboy Junction, uh, you can go to cowboyjunctionchurch.com slash give to give your tithe and offering. We appreciate you partnering with us and helping us be the hands and feet of Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you're watching, and when Pastor Ty was talking about the living hope, you, you felt in your heart, I don't have hope. I feel like I'm hopeless. I feel like if anything, the last shred of hope that I have is dying. I want you to know today that Jesus came to pay the price for you and I so that we could have a secure eternity in heaven with him. What we know is that in John 16, Jesus said, which is uh, one of the gospels in the Bible, Jesus said this. He said, I have told you these things that you might have peace. In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If you don't have Jesus today, you've never accepted him, or maybe you haven't been living with him, and you feel like you don't have peace, you don't have hope, and you don't know where to go, today is your day. All you have to do is confess and believe. And as you confess and believe, Jesus is going to come back into your life. He hasn't left you. He's been there the whole time waiting for you to give him your attention, waiting for you to say, yes, Lord, I believe in you. If you'll do that right now, all you have to do is confess. It's as simple as saying, Jesus, I need you. I believe that you died on the cross for me, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. If you do that, I promise you, friends, that your eternity is secure, and this world may be full of trials, but we can be of good cheer, and we can have living hope because God is is in us and he has overcome the world. If that's you and you've made that decision today, would you just simply do me a favor and text CJ Next Steps, that's all lowercase, all one word to the number 97,000. Just put in your text message, just open up your text app, type in there 97000 and text the word all lowercase CJ Next Steps. We want to pray with you. We want to we want to encourage you and remind you that you are not alone, but God is for you and if he is for you, who then can be against you? Cowboy Junction, again, a lot of information, but would you just uh, 
pray with me as we end this service together. Lord, thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you that you did a miracle in Pastor Ty's life. Lord, thank you that you protected him, that you healed him. Lord, thank you that he's able to get out of quarantine. Lord, thank you for the revelation that you put in his heart of being the church, Lord, of, of, of all the things that he talked about today. Lord, thank you for the body who stepped up and prayed for Pastor Ty. Lord, thank you that you are doing something in the church. Lord, I pray for every person who maybe decided today to receive you, that you would meet them right there in their homes today, that you would know, they would know that you are for them. Lord, we give you glory and honor as we decide to look, to walk with our eyes open, and to be the living hope in the world. Lord, as we change the way things are happening so that we can make an impact on the world and see many people come to know you. We give you glory and honor for everything that you're doing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Cowboy Junction, it is time for us to love God and love people with no limits like Pastor Ty said. And help people find their way back to God. We'll see you online next week.